0: Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio, you'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the radio show, Peter Padilla, here with you today, glad to be back in the saddle, back in action in some cases, back in traction. Yeah, you know, work really can take a pull on you in many kinds of directions. Uh, action, traction, not always necessarily about the way your body moves, more about the way your mind moves. There is so much going on in the world today, just in general. When we look at what's ha- what is happening in the media, politics, the finances, the stock markets, uh, thats that's one thing, right? But what about when you have it? in the family as well. It's like having two universe in action. That's what I've been going through over the last couple of weeks. You know, it really points out a lot of things that I'm hoping to share with you today about how you plan for your future. If you have a business, if you have real estate, if you have any assets at all, I really think you're going to enjoy listening to this program because it's from the heart and it's because I know and I've known it and I'll know it again. You need to know it, too. What am I talking about? Planning for your future, your finances? Stay tuned. We'll be back after this.
0: Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com.
1: Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for joining us today. You know, it wasn't long ago that my furnace went on the blink. I had no heat, and it was the cold and dead of winter. Yeah, burr, burr, burr. Uh, not a lot of smiling faces in my house. But I called All Hours Air. They were out there that very same day. They told me what was wrong with my furnace, and uh, you know, it felt like my air conditioning. It was that cold. I mean, it was cold, and it was only a matter of time before I was up and running again. Happy because I call the good folks at All Hours Air, your 24-hour emergency heating and air conditioning specialists. Give them a call, 775-331-8635, or visit allhoursair.com. Tell them Peter sent you. Today I'm talking about finances and how you look at your own finances for the future. I'm going to talk to you about this because I went through a situation just recently that had a big impact on Not on my finances, but on other people's finances, because these are family members, not as close as I wish I was to these family members, but regardless, close enough to where I can see what happens when you don't have a good family plan for your heirs. We're also going to talk today about three of the most important things that you need to think about when you're looking to purchase real estate. doesn't matter whether it's your first home that you're purchasing, maybe it's your second home, move-up home, investment property. Three things, cash, credit, income. Those are the three things that you need to look at very simply to see if you can handle this deal. How do I know that? I was a mortgage lender in northern Nevada for over 10 years, and in that amount of time while I was doing this radio show, I not only learned from some of the most – professional mortgage lenders and creative developers of financing opportunities and options besides just borrowing money from a bank. I still talk about it every single day because I'm dealing with those same kind of experts on their real estate transactions. Many times their investment transactions are not real estate. They might be classic cars, for instance, which is one of the things that a relative of mine was into collecting. He passed away recently, had left a lot of classic cars in his chain of assets. He left a lot of things in his chain of assets. They're still in his chain of assets. You see, he was not adequately prepared when he moved on to the next universe. He passed away just a little over a week ago, and this gent did not have a trust. And even if he did have a will, guess where it's all heading? It's all heading to probate. Uh, This individual that I'm talking about will go nameless because there's no point to name this individual. Just trust me. He's in my life. And because of that, you need to hear this too. Make sure you're taking care of your family all of the time now and beyond. You've got to start someplace. I recommend that you start with Sherry Hill. She's the wealth protection diva at Sage International. She's been helping people for over 25 years corporations, limited liability companies, partnerships, trusts, and so many things. She helps people get the right strategies and the right documents in place at the right time so that when an emergency happens or, you know, life, you'll be ready. That's what smart people do. A lot of people think they're smart because they gather a lot of assets, because they have huge holdings of one type or another. But if they don't protect them, If they're gone suddenly or after living a long life, it's just all kind of going to one big pot that many people are going to fight over. You know, and I thought so many people nowadays know about this, right? Who in their right mind would not have a trust and leave a lot of assets? Well, a very dear relative of mine did, and I bet you might know other people too. Could it happen to you someday? Look about it. What would happen if you passed away suddenly and you owned a multitude of collector automobiles that were all titled just in your name? Maybe you had some real estate that you had purchased, a vacation property, a condominium, some investment property. Maybe your primary residence is just in your name, no other name. It's just in your name. And there are no arrangements made for the next generation. For your heirs, well – I'm no expert, but Sherry Hill is. And when I talked to her about this situation, she had so much information and advice that I wish I could have passed on. Give her a call. Let her tell you. And let her guide you to the right connections that will make it all come together. Reach her at 800-254-5779. Ask for Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva, and tell her Peter sent you. Yeah, we're talking about what's going to happen down the road and assets – mean very little once you die if you don't have them in the right kind of holding. You know, know, I'm just using a trust, for example, because I'm not an expert in that world. I'm an expert in the need for things like that in my world. I have experience in this. I don't put them together. I don't know all the minutiae and the details. I just know that if you have a trust there is at least a good direction for your assets with minimal consequences to your heirs as any other instrument that I know of in America. So think about that when you're taking inventory of what you have and what you need to take care of on a regular basis because it happens to be one of those types of assets. Ask yourself, what is going to happen if I was to die suddenly to this asset? Where would it end up? Where would it go? If you don't have those answers, you need to talk to somebody. A lot of our people are buying real estate and they're thinking about that right as they're buying it. You know, when I used to do mortgage financing, people would ask me right away if they could put somebody else on the title than just their name because they were getting a mortgage, they were financing it on their own. And at that time, again, I'm not in the title and escrow business. I'm sure it hasn't changed, but you would be wise to ask that question yourself if you're buying real estate in just your own name. Can you add another person to the title on that real estate so that if anything, God forbid, should happen, you at least have a direction as to where that real estate would now be directed to, right? Who's going to be the owner? Who's going to pay the the taxes? Who is going to receive the benefits of that piece of real estate if for some reason you were no longer here? It sounds like none of us are ever going to die sometimes when I talk to people. Even when I think about it sometimes, I think, you know, am I going to die? Am I going to die tonight, tomorrow, in a year, 10 years? I mean, no one really knows. I was studying a little bit about how people feel about death. There's an article on the internet that I read, so I'm sure it's true. It's actually based on a book. I'm not going to quote the doctor because I don't have the exact verbiage, but I know that if you Google fear of death, you'll find what I'm talking about, and that is that most of us really kind of have a level of fear of death, and because of that, we don't think about death. In fact, there are certain parts of our brain, I understand, that automatically help us in not even thinking about our own death. When we see death, when we, uh, we talk about death, we don't really let it get to the deepest parts of our brain because we have a filter there that keeps it away because we don't really want to think about it too much, right? So we can continue on with life. Otherwise, we'd all be dreading that day that's coming inevitably for every one of us, death. But the fact is, our brains are conditioned not to think too much about our own death. And I have a feeling that some of us have a malady, that gives us even more of that condition where we even think less of our own death. I mean, almost to the point that we might be looked at as thinking about ourselves as invincible. Uh, yeah, I don't know about totally invincible, but it does seem when I talk to older people that they really don't uh, think, don't think they're going to die. They don't really talk about it anymore. And, and you know, I, when I talk to really, really old people and I've had super old people in my life that I know would be passing away on any given day. When I talk to those people in my life, uh, God bless them, uh, they've never talked about being in fear of death or thinking that death is coming. They're just talking about things and asking questions, sometimes the same question over and over, enjoying company. Um, they're not really worried about that day because I think our brains help condition us to avoid that. So getting back to the original thought about planning for when we pass, for when we die, we've really got to fight that urge not to think that we're invincible, not to think that we're not ever going to die. It's going to happen. I you get, a, I got a slap in the face when I found out that my loved one had passed away. And then even more so that it was a sudden tragedy. And then thirdly, that there was no direction for his assets, no trust. And I know that his children are going to struggle through this, I'm hopeful that in the end, they will all be better people. Regardless, I recommend that you think about your future and ask yourself, what happens when I pass to this asset, to this asset, to this piece of real estate, to this automobile, to this membership, whatever, country club or otherwise? You've got to have somebody responsible that's going to follow in your footsteps. Enjoying visiting with you. On Nevada Real Estate Radio, we are actually going to talk about real estate and how you get real estate using CCI, cash, credit, and income. We'll talk about that and more after this.
0: All Hours Air makes it their priority to assure your home or office provides warmth in the fall and winter months and cooling in spring and summer. All Hours Air repairs and services air conditioning, furnaces and water heaters. All makes and models. All Hours Air is the highest rated heating and air repair in the Reno-Sparks area with 24 hour emergency service day or night. When you're in need of an affordable and honest contractor for your home or business, choose All Hours Air for the best results every time. With evolving brands and materials, All Hours Air offers customers an excellent selection of products to make your Home or work environment comfortable. All hours air at 395 Freeport Boulevard, Suite 12, or call 376 376-9890. 9890. That's 376 376-9890. 9890. All hours air. License number 77009.
1: You tuned into Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm glad you tuned into our show today. We're in our 15th year of weekly broadcasts talking about real estate real estate for investors you know buying real estate is pretty easy in many ways there's no money down situations maybe you can find somebody to let you assume a loan Uh, you know most some of us even have cash we can buy cash properties but the reality is the barrier of entry for real estate is not nearly as high as it used to be once you have real estate it's a different question Then you have to maintain your real estate. If you've been renting, now that you own real estate, you have to take care of plumbing issues, maintenance issues on the roof, the the electrical. I mean, you name it, there's always something going on when you own real estate, especially if you're the first-time homebuyer because you're just starting to realize how, how those expenses can come to play in your what used to be routine daily or weekly operating budget for your household. When you rent... You rent, that's it. And any breakdowns in the house, any repairs that have to be made, technically have to be made by the landlord. When you own the property, different story. You're in charge, and you're the bank. You have to keep it paid. One way to keep your costs down of owning a home is taking care of the home. A lot of times, people move into a home that needs work. They don't realize that it needs work. But once they're in, they start to realize all the little things that happen. We recommend that you get a home inspection before any real estate transaction, especially primary residences, because funny things can happen inside of the property before you became acquainted with it. We've talked about that on previous radio shows, but I've seen some incredible things in the crawl spaces, between layers of sheetrock, in attics, You have to have your foundation, the whole bit, top to bottom, to the roof, checked out by a qualified inspector. Home inspection will give you a report. It goes in as part of the documents, and it also gives you an opportunity to determine whether the value of that home, along with everything else, right, is really there for your particular needs. When you're looking to purchase a home, as I mentioned, the CCI stands for cash, credit, and income. I want to talk about the cash portion first. You need to look at how much cash you have, but a lot of people don't know that cash isn't just cash money. It can be the money that you have in a savings account, in an investment account, if you own stocks, bonds, if you have a retirement account, if you have any other financial accounts that have cash value, that is part of your cash. That is part of what you show that you have your assets, your financial strength. If something was to happen in another part of your world, what do you have cash-wise to fall on? That's what people look at when they're considering lending you money to purchase a home. Some people have, however, very little cash available because when you are looking at cash, uh, it's about the ease of access to that cash. I've had situations where people have had retirement accounts, but they cannot touch them until they attain a certain age. Otherwise, there is a substantial penalty. So technically, that money is not cash accessible, at least at this point, because there is a penalty to get it. Or somebody might have cash coming from an annuity in three months, in six months. Maybe they're going to get a big chunk of cash in a payment, but today they don't have that cash. So there's a time factor with that money. Somebody perhaps has a different form of cash that they don't know about. Uh, One of the examples is child support. So let's say that you have just a little bit amount of cash in a child support account that you use to take care of your children separate from the amount of cash that you were showing to your uh, loan officer. Well, you can actually use that that cash that you have in that cash account. By the same token, you can use the income, the amount of child support that you get on a monthly basis from the other spouse. You can use that as a as income, due to the limit, uh, subject to the limitations of the bank you're dealing with, of course. And you can use that as a new stream of cash in a, in addition to a source of cash if you have a cash account. Uh, for that very purpose. Uh, Equity in other property is another opportunity. If you own real estate free and clear, uh, there you have some cash. Maybe it's not quite as accessible, but at least it's an element of your net worth. Now, some of the people that I've worked with in the past, some of the borrowers, when we start talking about cash, I realize that they actually have plenty of cash. Well, are they required to tell me about all of their cash? They the answer is no. I only need to know enough to substantiate the um, the request that you have. Again, I'm not a mortgage lender. I suggest that you talk to a qualified mortgage lender with all the current updates and guidelines. But it's nice to talk to somebody who's not in the business, that has been in the business, that can guide you on some of the things that you're going to hear. Cash is very important. How much asset do you have in your life, in your world, that is going to allow you to look strong? It's like your armor. It's like your first presentation of your picture, financial picture, is how much you have in your assets. It's not required that you have a huge amount of assets in in every transaction, of course, but the more you have, the better it looks. So that's the key. When you're looking at cash, you're looking at assets, cash being one of them, but cash in other forms, absolutely It's a great picture that you can paint for the loan officer that you're dealing with. The next thing we talk about, the next C, is credit. And credit means a lot of things. It means, obviously, your credit score. It actually means how much credit do you have available to use. It actually means how much credit are you using now. It also indicates... Other information, when we talk about credit, credit is not just those elements that we've talked about. It is also your history. A credit report has a huge amount of detail, much more so than you're going to get on any free credit report. When your mortgage lender pulls a mortgage credit report, there's a lot of information that's good for you to know. Where you've lived, your history of addresses. Any liens or judgments that have been in your world. Bankruptcies, foreclosures, short sales. If it's happened, it's in there. All the dates, they're in there too. Changed your name, divorced, married, remarried. It's going to be in there. There will be a trail that you'll look at to make sure that you're really looking at the right person. Accounts that you've had that are closed, accounts that you have that are currently open, accounts that are of a negative nature because there's maybe been a missed payment or a ding, accounts that are on the positive side that show you have an excellent credit history is related to those accounts. Sometimes there's going to be duplicates. It just happens. Don't ask me why. I could make up both kind of situations. And maybe there's not as many today as there were yesterday, but you will find errors in your credit report. And that's what you look for in your credit report. You want to make sure that it's right. You want to make sure that it's accurate. You want to make sure you understand why a mortgage lender is asking to see your credit report. They're not only looking at your credit score. They're looking at the whole history. I mean, you may not have known it, but perhaps somebody put a lien on a property that you own and now you want to sell it or get a loan on that property. You can't do that with a lien on your property. I've seen that so many times. The lien has to be removed. And what's the cost to remove it? It depends. It depends if the lien is active. It depends if it's for real. It depends if it's maybe already been paid. Sometimes liens are paid and then the, lien, the, the, the person that puts the lien on your property does not take it off after you pay. You go ahead and pay them, but they don't even take it off. They tell you they're going to take it off. But when it comes time to actually do a deal, many times there's still a there. That's why you have to follow through anytime you make changes like that on your credit report. I mean, I'm talking about some of the big details in a credit report that most people don't even think about or know about. And I'm only talking about a small percentage. A mortgage professional is going to really look at that credit report inside out. They want to make sure that there's one – No fraud involved with anybody else using your credit. You want to make sure you fully understand your credit report, and they want to look at the best opportunities they can to help you get the mortgage to purchase real estate. That's why I always recommend you visit with Brian Cushing from the Cushing team. He's part of Guild Mortgage. He's a senior loan officer, many years of experience, and I know Brian can help you with any of your mortgage transactions to purchase real estate. Refinancing, experts too at Guild Mortgage. Brian Cushing's NMLS license number is 303045. You can reach him at 775 453 345 All of Brian's contact information is on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Tell Brian, Peter sent you. I know he'll do a great job looking to get a mortgage to purchase a home. A lot of people wouldn't really be thinking that maybe this is a great time to purchase a home, right? Prices are so high. The demand is so high. It really doesn't work that way, does it? It seems like people want to purchase real estate when everybody else does. When the market is down and nobody wants to buy real estate, very few people are willing to stick their toe in the water and go at it on their own. But I remember what it was like. In 2012, when we hit the most recent bottoming of the northern Nevada, Reno Sparks specifically, real estate market, and the median home price was $150,000. It wasn't long before that, then that doubled when our median home price was $300,000. The next thing you know it, we're now in or about the $400,000 range. I think the last numbers were, hey, wait a minute. Here comes the report from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Why don't we take a break? And when I come back, we'll give you that and more right here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. 224-5093. Suntech solar screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. Suntech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer screening products. 224-5093. Suntech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call Suntech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 224-5093. Suntech Solar Screening. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Having a good time visiting with you about real estate, real estate for investors, and all the fun things you can do, of course, when you're a real estate owner. I love owning my little piece of the world so that I can be a beekeeper. I recently attended the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference in Yerington, Nevada. What a great time I had. You know, it looks like the bee populations are getting stronger this year. They go up and down. You never really can count exactly on how well the bees will do from one season to another uh, it's dependent on so many factors i enjoy being a beekeeper because i feel about good about all the things that i do for the world let's say because bees they're the one of the world's best pollinators and of course they make the magical honey and all the great products from the hive it feels really good i would enjoy it if you would share my love of beekeeping maybe not by becoming a beekeeper but by understanding more about beekeeping and beekeepers, and the honeybee world pollinators. There are a lot of poisons that are being sold by many of the home and garden stores that kill weeds and kill pests and kill bugs and, unfortunately, kill the honeybee. Roundup is one of those bad, bad things that I'm seeing many, many places. I know there's a big social media campaign to encourage people not to use Roundup And instead go natural and understand that when you go natural, you're helping save not only the honeybee pollinators, but all of the pollinators of the world. Please do not use chemicals to kill bugs in your yard. If you want to find alternatives to any kind of pesticide, please do that first. Google, check it out, visit your stores, ask questions. What do you have that is all natural that will not kill the honeybee? In most cases, it's good management of your yard and good practices in the way that you handle any quote-unquote pests or yard waste. So many things that you can do and understand about that before long, well, maybe you'll like what you're doing so much so that you'll become a supporter of a northern Nevada beekeeper like me. If I could answer any questions about beekeeping or avoiding using chemicals in your yard to protect the honeybee send an email to me peter at radio.com thanks for tuning into our show today we recently received the latest statistics from the reno sparks association of realtors they offered their 2020 report on existing home sales in reno and sparks and furley nevada now that's the median sales price number of homes sold in the region etc the rsr gets their information from the northern nevada Regional Multiple Listing Service. So here we go. Let's look at Reno and Sparks. Um, We're looking back to last month. The report showed that Reno and Sparks had 446 sales of existing single-family homes, and that was a 23% increase from the month prior, a 14% increase from the year prior. This report showed the median sales price for the Reno-Sparks residents – Single family existing home at $390,000. That's a 5% increase from last year. It's a 4% decrease from last month. You know, the month to month percentage numbers are so easily manipulated when you have so few homes being sold. Less than 500 homes, one big deal or one big deal that doesn't happen can have a huge impact on the entire median price. So I like to look at year to year myself. Regardless, 5% increase in a year, you know, people that buy homes are really happy when they see that happen because the value goes up. It's like you have equity in your home. Your home is now worth 5% more than it was last year at this time. The challenge is for people that want to buy. We'll talk about that later. Let's look at the numbers for condominiums. So if you were looking at condominiums as opposed to a stick-built single-family residence, the median sales price in Reno Sparks is $249,500. Let's round it up, $250,000. That's a 12% increase from the year prior. And it was Just a few years ago, I remember talking about the fact that condominiums weren't moving up as fast in price as single-family residences. And I think the reason was that they, people were still able to gobble up those single-family residences and they could handle a little price increase or two. But now that the home prices are up as high as they are at $390,000, condominiums look like a great way for many people to get started in home ownership or as an investor to buy a condo and then use it as rental property, maybe for a family member as well. You can maybe handle – I don't want to say kill two birds with one stone, but it's kind of like that. It's – you know what I'm talking about. You get to get benefits in more than just one way. Now, if you look at the North Valleys and you kind of narrow it down to homes in that area, when we're talking about Spanish Springs, Wingfield Springs, et cetera, 302 sales of existing homes took place there. That was an increase of 22% from the year prior. The median sales price in that area, $405,373. That's all of Reno, including Wingfield, Spanish Springs. $405,000, 15% increase from the year prior. Wow, I'm sorry, 5% increase from the year prior. Still a pretty good increase. Sparks alone has always, when it looks stands by itself, offered a little bit better value, not only in rental property, not only in commercial property, but in single-family residence as well. Still pretty much the same way in many cases. The median home price there, as of the same time period, $367,278. Three hundred and sixty seven thousand two hundred seventy eight dollars. That's an increase of two percent from the year before. And again, condominiums are a little bit lower as well. Reno's at two fifty five. Sparks is at two twenty seven five hundred. Still a sixteen percent increase for the year prior. Fernley, Nevada, one of my favorite towns to talk about because it has so much opportunity for homeowners, for business owners, and there's so much growth. I could go on and on. I'm a big fan. Still a big fan. Fernley had 38 sales of existing single-family homes, and that's a 7% decrease from last year, but it is a just a 3% decrease from the previous month. So something happened there. I'm not sure exactly why, uh, but regardless, Fernley has a median home price for a single-family residence, $275,000. Remember what it is in Real, Reno? $405,000. What's the difference there? $130,000. That's a pretty good piece of change. Pretty good piece of equity difference if it was in one city or another. If you don't need to drive every single day, if going to an office every day is not that critical to you, if you'd like to live in maybe something smaller or more of a rural community, firmly might be right for you. So all across northern Nevada, home values are going up and the interest in buying real estate goes up as well. Many of the things that people talk to me about is the housing shortage. So many people want to buy homes. There's so many people waiting in line, so many more people coming, and there aren't enough homes. And there aren't enough homes. And my gosh, I look around and I see all these homes, and I'm seeing a lot of construction in all parts of the Truckee Meadows. And I think we need to be realistic about how many homes comfortably can fit in the Truckee Meadows area because. Let's face it, it's the Truckee Meadows for a very good reason. The Truckee Meadows, the open space, the fact that it is what it is. Once we have too many homes, once we have too many people on the Truckee Meadows, it's no longer the Truckee Meadows. Everybody that's here already starts to lose a little bit of what they bought, a little bit of what they invested in. They start to lose a little bit of that comfort, of that serenity that they used to have. And they start to lose a little bit of enthusiasm for encouraging too much growth right inside of the Truckee Meadows. I want to encourage people to move and live wherever they want, be happy, contribute, be self-reliant enjoy what we have. But I would love to suggest that there be some consideration for people that currently occupy a particular part of any place that we might be talking about. No matter where you're going, people are already there. And most people are where they are because they like the way it is. And what they don't want is too much change, otherwise they would not have come to this place, most people. There has to be some consideration for both sides. Progress is absolutely necessary. I certainly don't want northern Nevada or any part of the country to be like it was when we had more difficult times in economics in northern Nevada, in opportunities in northern Nevada. Still, I want to make sure that Nevada is always one of the most desirable places in the nation because we think about the people that are coming. And we also think about the people that have been here for generations. We'll be back with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this.
0: All Hours Air makes it their priority to assure your home or office provides warmth in the fall and winter months and cooling in spring and summer. All Hours Air repairs and services air conditioning, furnaces and water heaters. All makes and models. All Hours Air is the highest rated heating and air repair in the Reno-Sparks area with 24 hour emergency service day or night. When you're in need of an affordable and honest contractor for your home or business, choose All Hours Air for the best results every time. With evolving brands and materials, All Hours Air offers customers an excellent selection of products to make your home or work environment comfortable all hours air at 395 freeport boulevard suite 12 or call 376-9890 that's 376-9890 all hours air license number 77009
1: Suntech Solar Screens block up to 90% of the sun's heat and glare. Suntech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer screening products. Make shade while the sun shines. Suntech Solar Screening 224 5093. Suntech Solar Screening. We were talking earlier about the three C's when you're looking to get a mortgage or looking to purchase a home from any qualified lender to purchase real estate, cash. Credit, income. We talked about credit and how critical it is, how many mysteries there might be on a credit report. And many of those mysteries you won't know unless you see a mortgage credit report. People always want to know what can they do to get a better score. It seems like an ego thing nowadays to have a better score. That's why I see these crazy TV commercials where it says if you join this club or you go to this site – and you pop in a number instantly, your credit score is going to be improved. Trust me, that's all a scam. Credit score, let's face it, it's always going to mean the same thing. Are you a reliable source to pay back money that you borrow? That is what a lender wants to know. A mortgage credit report is just that. You'll never really know for sure what your credit score is and what your credit profile looks like, if you look at all of those other credit reports that you can get for free from different businesses just for going online or signing up or getting one in the mail, it's not the same. When you get a mortgage credit report, you get the actual true picture from somebody that would lend you money based upon what they see on this credit report because they have that much confidence in that credit report. These credit reports are so valuable. The mortgage industry used to charge borrowers to get a copy of that mortgage credit report. Because of government new government regulations and guidelines, that's not the case anymore. You just have to ask for a copy of your credit report. But the value to a mortgage lender is tremendous because these credit reports are like no others. They give you the detail and the minutia that you need to know to really have a good picture of your finan- of your own finances or of whoever's involved with the real estate transaction if you have a chance to look at and analyze that credit report. So credit means a lot. It's not just your score. Talk to your mortgage lender about giving you a full analysis because he's going to want to apply what he learns or she learns from your credit report to a very important element of the mortgage process. And that's the I. And I don't mean me. I mean I for income. Your income. Do you have enough income that you can meet the qualifications of the mortgage and repay the mortgage under the terms, the loan under the terms of the mortgage agreement? That's basically what it's about. But in order to do that, a mortgage lender has to think about a lot of things that the borrower goes through in their life – in their financial picture when they look at their income because how much of that income is being used before they even get to it, before they even have a chance to use. So the mortgage lender has a formula that they look at your total income on a gross scale, total income, and then a percentage of that is what the mortgage lender will think that you can use to repay a mortgage on real estate, the mortgage and the real estate that is in consideration at this time. So they'll calculate the payment based on trending interest rates, based on a standard down payment, and they'll calculate that monthly payment against your monthly income. And if it's below that threshold of percentage of your income, then so far, so good. However, there are other things that need to be added to your payment, and that's taxes and insurance have to be added to that payment because that's part of your monthly payment. Uh, then, of course, if there's homeowners association dues, they're going to have to be added into that payment. Any other nuances that are involved with the monthly cost of this mortgage? have to be included in that payment. Now, that total amount has to be below the threshold of your income. And that's what the mortgage lender is looking at as they're asking these questions. Then after they look at the payment, they'll look at your credit report again. And they're going to see what are your current payments that you're making. And they'll add that to your monthly Payments, regular payments. Now you've got the house payment, taxes and insurance, homeowners association, anything else involved with that. Now we're going to add the car payment that you make every month. And you might have a credit card payment. Here's the minimum payment. We'll add that every month. And, oh, we see you have another car car payment. We'll add that payment to your month. Month's outlet of cash. And, oh, here's another medical payment that you're paying on. and oh, what's this? This is a department store credit card you're paying on. We'll add all those things up together, and then we'll see if those those payments added to the other payments, including the house payment, fall below the threshold percentage of your monthly income. If they do, great. But if they don't, guess what? The mortgage is not going to be approved. That's where your mortgage lender is going to talk to you about these different monthly payments that you have on your credit report, maybe one of them is a duplicate. Take that off, and now you're down below that threshold or maybe closer. Maybe one of them is going to be paid off in a couple of months, and then you won't even have that payment. So you could technically pay it off now, and by reducing that payment, you would be close to or below that threshold. So you see what I'm saying. Credit report works with your income calculations, So that the mortgage lender can determine if you have the capacity to get the mortgage. Keep in mind, I, Peter Padilla, I am not a mortgage lender. No, no. I used to be a mortgage lender. I realized how difficult that job is after 10 years. And I value the people in the business so much that I wanted to talk about them. As necessary on Nevada Real Estate Radio, and financing is one of the most critical things that you're ever going to have to deal with if you're going to be a real estate investor. Even if you're just going to be a first-time homeowner and only a homeowner, you're probably going to get a mortgage, and you need to understand how they all work. You need to protect your ability essentially to maneuver in the financial market because the real estate market is about the financial market. So you have to know where you are with your cash, your credit, and your income. In the old days of exotic loans, when the mortgage mania was taking place in the era of 2000 to 2006, 2007, there were a lot of what are now called exotic loans. And an exotic loan was a loan that did not require the three C's, the CCI. I call them the three C's even though there's only two C's and an I. The three C's, the cash, credit, and income. Does he want to see your income? In those days, because money was so loose from the banks and the feds that encouraged the banks to make it easy to borrow money to buy real estate. There were some loans where you did not have to demonstrate that you had any one of the three. You could say, I don't want to talk about my cash because I don't have any. Or can you do this without looking at my credit report? Because if you look, I won't you won't like it. And then there was the other one that says, "You know, I really don't have any income. I have no income, but I I want to buy a house. I want to buy real estate. What have you got for me?" Unbelievably, in the days of the exotic mortgages, lenders could in many cases complete a mortgage for a borrower if they only attained two of the three elements of getting a mortgage: cash, credit, and income. To make it even worse, there were some exotic loans that made you have even less. All you had to talk about was one of them. Maybe if you just had great income, you didn't have to show anything else. Maybe if you had just a good bank account, you could get through on everything else. In fact, in the era of exotic loans, there was something called a no-documentation loan. You just had to sign your name away saying that you did make this much money and you did have this ability to pay and you basically got a loan with a no-doc process. Now, granted, those loans had higher interest rates, uh, but they were still very popular. The limited documentation loans would give you a little bit better interest rate. In those cases, all you had to provide sometimes were just your most recent pay stubs or all you had to provide was one bank statement. I mean it was unbelievable. The process to get a mortgage was so easy. You really didn't have to take care of your financial picture because by hook or by crook, you would be able to get a mortgage in those days. But it's all gone. It's all different. Now, with the complexities of the world, you have to take care of your financial picture and you also have to take care of the way that the general public, the financial world, sees your financial picture. A lot of people I've dealt with said they don't want to show everybody all the money they have. They don't want to talk about the holdings that they have or the antique furniture collection that they have or the classic cars that they have or whatever they might collect, right? A lot of people love owning their stuff and they see a lot of value in that. Well, the reality is when it comes to getting a mortgage, I know that the banks are only interested in traceable assets, bank accounts, savings accounts. Automobiles, title automobiles, things that have registration, something that you can track and assess value. If it's art that you collect, or if it's a, uh, original paintings, there are sources that can be gone, can be uh, contacted, so that we can see what the values are. You can see what the values are, and you know what the values are if you have those kinds of assets. They don't necessarily have to be disclosed because all the banks want to look at is a minimum amount of assets, minimum amount of information to secure a mortgage to purchase. Your lender will help you with that. If we can help you get ready for that call, give them give me a call, 775 786 one five. Again, we were talking earlier about the importance of planning for your future. Had an incident recently. Family uh, member, a dearly uh, beloved, passed away, uh, left uh, children. Uh, my dear relative was an older gent, uh, had lived a long life, but again, died too soon and left a lot of unfinished business. The biggest amount of unfinished business that the dearly deceased left for the rest of his family to take care of were all of his assets, real estate in his name alone, numerous classic automobiles titled only in his name, numerous amount of personal assets, real estate holdings titled in his name, business Holdings, titled in his name. So rental property, titled in his name. Uh, personal residence, titled in his name. Ultimately, the courts will decide, and I'm sure the courts will be fair in their viewpoint as to how the assets will be divided. But I can pretty well assure you they will not be divided in the way that the owner of those assets would have chosen to distribute. Had he been able to consult a trust professional prior to his untimely death. Look, if you want your assets to go to the right people, you better get on it right now. You better be talking to your attorney, to your trust advisor, to Sherry Hill from Sage International, to somebody to help guide you with talking and connecting with the right people so that you can get your personal assets in order in the event of an untimely death. Where do you want your assets to go? You better make that decision now because today could be the last day of your life. Hate to put it that way, but it's true. This is Peter Padilla, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. We'll have more and talk about real estate and real estate for investors next week. Same time, same station. Until then, goodbye, everybody